Q&A, an answer to some of your questions. Peace, Truth Tribe. Our question comes from Jillian McCloyd today. Peace, Jillian. I hope I'm saying your name right. Being unequally yoked and fighting against end times witchcraft. So I'm going to deal with the first part of this question because that part of the question most aligns with this channel. And to answer your question, I'm going to say, don't start a YouTube channel unless you can deal with being judged and constantly misunderstood. I know that may not answer your question off bat, but it'll make sense along the way. So this is what I would like you to do. Picture me about eight years ago, just about eight years ago, all hopeful and optimistic, just typing away, putting in my profile information to create a YouTube channel. I'm gonna help people and inspire people and they're gonna want the most high more as they see more of him in what I do. <sighs> Fast forward to days like earlier last year and I'm faced with yet another unsolicited opinion leaking from the fingers of an unknown avatar typing away just like I was when I entered the information to start my YouTube channel but their goal was let's just say different <laughs> they came on that day with hopes to burst my hopeful bubble as is often the case and herein lies an answer to your question Jillian you couldn't have been that spiritually mature if you married a guy who was spiritually immature. If y'all haven't watched The Better Day Show, that's Auntie Yana's voice. That may not have been the way she said it, but that is the energy I got when I read the troll-like YouTube comment on a video where my husband and I shared this beautiful yet ugly trial and travail story of our marriage. We have a podcast together called Transparency the Podcast. I'll leave the link in the description. But anyway, I mentioned that when we met, I was more spiritually mature, yet that was enough to me, you know, at that phase of my life compared to other men who were not spiritual at all. So this question really hits home for me. And so I made it a point in that podcast to state the fact, not to toot my own horn, but instead to show how it's not enough to both just believe in the same Messiah if you're not both moving in the same direction towards him. But the woman who made this comment that marrying my husband proved that I was spiritually immature, it made me realize, wow, some people really believe that being spiritually mature equates to never being wrong and getting everything right. And I think this is one of the things that we struggle with when we find ourselves in an unequally yoked marriage. But I'm also talking to those who have been faced with the choice to enter a marriage that will be unequally yoked. So listen, listen clear, okay? Now, I was more spiritually mature than him in that particular phase of our relationship. I was not spiritually perfected. So let's just keep that in mind, okay? So I shared our story from that angle because we didn't get it right, so to speak. And I wanted people to be warned, like seriously warned of what the mistake that I made in 
understanding there is some inequality there, so to speak, spiritually, right? So um, we didn't get it right. And I wanted people to be warned. That was like the point of what I'm saying. But I didn't want to leave them there. I didn't want to leave them with fear. I didn't want to leave people there. And then I also was like in this place where I'm like, okay, people are... People that are listening may be married and they may be unequally yoked in their marriage. So I can't stop there. And my story didn't stop there, right? So I also, I didn't want to just leave them having been warned, the people that were listening. I also wanted them to witness our own outcome, which proves that you don't always end up unequally yoked because you started out that way. There is grace for our imperfections. Yes, even down to being unequally yoked in marriage. Now, I learned that the hard way, and I, I warned you not to have to learn it the hard way, but I did learn that, yeah, there's grace there for that. Hold up. Because some people love to take little small parts and magnify them into something I'm not actually saying or blow them out of context. Hold up. Don't go twisting my words like the YouTube commenter did. I do not, I repeat, I do not promote unequally yoked marriage. I am the last one to do that. If you listen to my channel, I'm trying to help y'all learn to set boundaries. So if you get in one, you can help it turn around. Sometimes it don't though, but you don't want to listen. I'm the last one to promote unequally yoked marriage. This is not what I'm saying, but I understand that I have two different people listening to me right now. Some people who's about to, some of those who are about to enter a marriage with a person who you know you ain't equally aligned with, who you know just because you believe in the same Messiah, you are not going in the right direction and you might not even believe in the same Messiah that you think that you do. And then I'm also talking to people who have not, they're not faced with the choice. They already made the choice. Right. And they're like, oh, wait, there is hope for me. Yes, there may be hope for you. I'm not saying that everyone's situation will be, but there may be. And some people are not aware of what I'm about to share. But I know from experience that choosing to yoke up with someone unequal in spirit is one of the most dangerous choices you can make that may not always end up like it did for my husband and I. Okay, I want to make that very clear. In many more cases, I've witnessed that it often binds you to someone who prefers to follow their own directions as opposed to seeking the will of the Most High. Only leaving exhaustion and actual physical sickness, or worse, losing your faith in the Most High altogether. Yes, it can. You get so tired. You feel like the Most High not answering your prayers. I work with people. I've helped people. I've seen this. Where I you are troubled in your own faith because you think the Most High is not answering your prayers, but it's because of the unequally yokedness, we'll call it, right? Yeah, you could end up grieved of the Most High Spirit and preoccupied with a whole other alternate spirit. Why? Because that's what happens when we try to walk with someone who's living their life in the opposite direction. Talk about confusion and strife. If you're already yoked up in a marital misfit, you know exactly what I mean. And you might even be feeling pretty hopeless right now. That's why I said I want to make sure I'm talking to not just one audience, but both sides of this equation. But here's the kicker. 1 Corinthians 7.14 shows that there's hope for grace in that exact situation. 
Again, if you are not in that situation though, and you've got a chance to miss it, you know what I say? Miss me with it. Miss yourself with that. Please miss it. Do not use 1 Corinthians 7, 14 as a sign. You should take the gamble because it is after all a gamble you're taking that you may or may not win. And it is too steep a risk to play with. I know, I know. What if you're getting older and you want marriage more than you want to be equally yoked because you just like to gamble? Or what if you've already invested so much time in a relationship with the person who may not be an equal yoke, but who's what you consider, quote, the best you can get? Taking the gamble. And you may be like, no, I'm not trying to gamble, but you are when you think that way. And again, the other side of that equation you who are already in an unequally yoked marriage, but you only realize after you got married that even though you both believed in the most high and the Messiah, you now see you were actually going in opposite directions because, hey, you took the gamble already. So Jillian, you who have submitted the original question could have really been seeking an answer to any or all three of those questions that I just mentioned. And if you've really been listening, you already know my answer which of course isn't better than whatever the most high may have already told you specifically. Don't ever let me trump what the most high done already told you. Okay. The most high told you don't use no cognitive dissonance and then try to think, Oh, I'm giving you a side note. Listen to the most high. Uh, most times this, this will align with what he says, but still people can make people say people can make stuff, say what they wanted to say. Don't do that. Okay. Don't, Make something say what it doesn't say because you want to do something you shouldn't do. If you're still unclear, I'll make it plain. It's wise to choose someone going in the same direction. If you don't want to end up endlessly exhausted and or accidentally faithless, go talk to somebody who done did that. They'll tell you that's what they feel all the time. It's wise, I'm going to say it again, to choose someone going in the same direction if you don't want to end up endlessly exhausted and or accidentally faithless, losing your faith because of your hope being constantly deferred from a person who is going in their own direction, preferring to follow their own direction and not seeking the will of the Most High. However, if you didn't stop yourself when the Most High tried to stop you from marrying them, so now I'm talking to the other group, these are the people who you still got a chance if you're not in the marriage. If you're already in the situation, you're already married and you didn't stop yourself when the most high tried to stop you as he sometimes usually does. We get those feelings. We get those convictions. We get those red flags. We get those warnings and we just keep making them into something else. Right. Or say you got into a situation and you ended up believing, um, and you didn't know that you were going to go in that way. And now they don't. And now you find yourself in a situation Usually even in those situations where you didn't really know the most high when you got married, something told you this probably ain't right. Like, you like, you get those feelings. And if, and if your gut didn't tell you their behavior told you, like they cheating on you, they don't all cause they told you, but whatever the case, say you're in it, you're already in it now. Look, you're in it, you're married. Right. And you feel like you're unequally yoked and you realize, you know what is too late or you feel like it's too late. You actually have an option. You actually have an option and it's two piece. I'm called the two piece. Number one, don't do to yourself what that unknown avatar did to me. You can still have hope. Receive the grace the Most High has allotted for your imperfections in the place of feeling trashed, rejected, disowned, 
or disapproved by the most high because of them. Imperfections, that is. And two, accept that the most high was mindful already of your life choices before you made them. I'm getting that from 1 Corinthians 7.14 specifically because it shows there's hope for grace if you found yourself in that situation. Go read the verse after we're done here. Just whatever you do. Now I'm talking to both sides. Don't set yourself up for a gamble that may or may not end up in an equally yoked marriage. Either way, if you have the choice, don't take the gamble. If you are already in the situation and you read 1 Corinthians 7, 14, be aware that it doesn't always turn out like it did for my husband and I. And I'm just saying that because a lot of people use our story as their hope. It may not turn out like that for you. Okay. You have to set boundaries. Listen to the other content on my channel. Listen to the What Kind of Love Is This podcast. You'll see titles that are just YouTube lives that I put on there. But when it says episode in front of it, that means it's an episode. Listen to those episodes because it's like, what kind of love does this? It provokes you to set boundaries with people so that you have a better shot at having the ending that we had as far as starting out unequally yoked and ending up closer to being equally yoked. All of us, nobody's like perfect, right? We don't always see everything like exactly the same way, but you wanna be walking in the same direction, not trying to walk with someone who is running in the opposite direction. And that's why you're tired and confused and it's a whole bunch of strife. Again, whatever you do, either way, don't set yourself up for a gamble. Meaning if you still got the choice, don't jump in there and make it no gamble. I'm telling you, it's not worth it. If you're already in this situation, don't listen to what I'm saying and be like, oh, it's going to work out for me. No, it's a lot of hard work on both sides. You got to set a lot of boundaries. You got to, you might have to get you some help, get you a counselor, a coach. And even a coach is not enough sometimes for really steep issues. You might actually need a, a counselor, a counselor or a therapist because coaching is different than therapy and counseling. Okay. It's different levels to that. I want to give you hope. Cause I didn't want to respond to this question and only respond to the people who are confronted with the choice, but they're not in the marriage yet. And then leave the people who are married listening and feeling like, oh man, I'm stuck. There is hope for you. First Corinthians, uh, seven fourteen says that, okay, just don't set yourself up for a gamble that again, may or may not end up in an equally yoked marriage either way, or you could end up miserable and even worse in the company of misery. With those who surf the internet looking for ways to help people have a bad day with negative comments like the one I used to illustrate this story. Yeah, you don't want to end up like that, do you? Sometimes you keep praying. Sometimes you don't. Thanks for enjoying this podcast. Keep pressing to break free from toxic connections and or mindsets. Subscribe and join my email list at ZaraHarrison.com for more resources. Y'all bless.